his big calloused hand over his son's soft ones. He pressed. The woman's breath whined out of her. She began to buck and writhe more than when he whipped her. Globe tried to pull his hands away. His daddy's iron grip held them. Papa, please, no, Papa. Shut up, boy, Taylor screamed. His eyes were glazing over. Hold her faster, I'll rip you within an inch of your life. Spittle formed at the corners of his mouth. His face was fixed in a snarl as vicious as a rabid dog's. Globe clasped the mother's throat until she stopped breathing. He felt a few short puffs of wind come from her mouth. They stopped. He thought, she must be dead. His father hauled him off her, tossing him to the floor like a sack of potatoes. Taylor picked up the pail of water he had carried in from the well. The boy knew it would be cold even on this hot July evening. His father upended the bucket over the woman's face. She gasped and sputtered and began to sob anew. Reaching down, Taylor cut the ropes binding her hands and feet. He folded the barlow and slipped it back into his pocket. Now get in there and get me some supper and be quick about it. The woman struggled to her feet and straightened her dress. In a half-subservient, half-conciliatory gesture, she picked up the rag and held it out to the man. Taylor snatched it from her hand and stuffed it into the back pocket of his overalls. Raising his foot, he kicked her in the backside. The woman staggered out of the barn door, still sobbing. Taylor followed. Globe lay on the floor in a heap, his heart breaking, aching for a love he would never find. Chapter One Grace Fuller awoke to the sound of singing. A male voice crooned in a husky bass better suited for preaching. She smiled. Yesterday was a good day. Attendance at Muddy Creek Baptist was steadily increasing. Since April, fifteen adults and three children had come to the Lord. Soon they would outgrow the small church building. After dinner on the church grounds, the congregation gathered at the river for the baptisms. Several new believers waded eagerly into the water, their commitment to the Lord anchored firmly in their hearts. Meanwhile, Grace watched over the children and took care of the babies. She played games with the older ones while keeping the toddlers close by. Grateful for the break, the children's mothers relaxed with an extra dessert or by simply stretching their legs. While Grace enjoyed her time with the little ones and her heart, there was sadness. She and Jeremiah would return to an empty, noiseless house. At six foot, the lanky Jeremiah reminded the folks of Abraham Lincoln. Though craggy and not particularly handsome, his face always held a ready smile. When he visited their homes, parents were surprised at how the tall preacher would get down on the floor to play with their children. He would fold his long legs under him and come down to their level, looking like an oversized child. He played games with them while speaking to the grown-ups about spiritual matters. His love for people drew them to him. Grace made her way to the kitchen and stood in the doorway watching him. Oh, how she loved this man. With his back to her, Jeremiah scooped the eggs from the frying pan, depositing them onto the plates set out on the sideboard. He lifted his voice to the ceiling. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. 
was blind, but now I see. Grace clapped. Jeremiah grinned at her. Morning, sleepyhead. Thought you was going to stay in bed the whole day. His <laughs> son's been up not two hours already. He placed the full dishes of eggs, ham, gravy, biscuits on the table. Days have gone. Grace whirled around and headed back the way she came. Well, then, maybe I'll just spend the rest of the day of it in bed. She called over her shoulder. You can bring mine to the bedroom and don't forget the coffee. In two long strides, he caught her. Taking her by the shoulders, he turned her around and brought his lips down on hers. A few seconds later, he released her. Her head spun as it always did when he kissed her that way. Few would call Jeremiah good-looking. Nevertheless, this rough-cut man, her wonderful husband of only eighteen months, was the most beautiful human being Grace could imagine.